Good morning, everyone. Today is the 10th of August, and I'm joined by Nathan Sweeney, Asim Kadri, and Tom Woodfield. Nathan, the US markets were hotly awaiting the unemployment data. How did that come out in the end? Yeah, so the unemployment data didn't disappoint. So if we kind of look at where we were coming from, the July unemployment number was 11.1%. The market was hoping that unemployment would fall down to 10.5%, but it exceeded those expectations and it actually came in at 10.2%. So a real surprise here, which really helped the market towards the end of last week. Yes. And where are those gains being made particularly? Yeah. So if we look at where the jobs gains are being made, it's definitely coming through the retail sector. And specifically within leisure and hospitality, you saw a big jump in jobs. Uh, So leisure and hospitality, we saw hiring of 592,000 across the month of July. So real positive kind of improvements there. Asim, we've we've seen quite an escalation in tensions over the week between the US and China. I wonder if you could talk us through what's happened there. Yeah, sure. So as you mentioned, really, it was a week of escalating tensions between the US and China, with President Trump issuing an executive order banning US companies from dealing with the Chinese technology apps TikTok and WeChat within 45 days. And that was really predicated on the national security risk of leaving Americans' personal data exposed. And what is the president's aim here, do you think? Yeah, I think the clampdown is really just one action in an increasingly broad campaign from the US against China, and that's obviously ranged from trade to human rights. And I think this action really is a significant escalation to curb China's power in global technology, and it's really a continuation of a campaign Trump's been waging against Chinese apps that he described as a threat to the US and US economic and national security. And I think it's reasonable to expect that Trump will continue to increase pressure on China across tech as well as other areas as he campaigns for re-election in November. And how did the market react to that? Yeah, predictably the Chinese equity market uh, didn't react favourably to the announcement. So the largest tech stocks in the country lost more than 75 billion US dollars in market cap on Friday. So shares of Tencent, which is the second largest tech name in China and owner of WeChat, was initially down 10% following the announcement, but did recover on the day to be down just over 5%. I think one of the reasons this sell-off was so severe for Tencent in particular was due to the ambiguity and broad scope in the wording of the executive order, such that really it could mean anything. Plus, a lot of these tech names like Tencent have seen their share price rise materially over the last month. So the announcement from Trump really was an opportune time to take some profit. Yes, so share prices offering no room for uncertainty there. Tom, if we turn to the ESG field, We've had some data, Morningstar Sustainable Fund Flows data, which looked very positive. I wonder if you could just start by giving us an idea of how they define sustainable funds. Sure. So in Morningstar's eyes, a fund is a sustainable fund if it uses ESG criteria as a key part of their security selection process and or indicate that they pursue a sustainability-related theme and or seek a measurable positive impact alongside financial return. Thank you for that. And how did those fund flows look exactly? Uh, So, like you said, it's um, been a very positive quarter. So Q2 2020 sustainable flows were supported by growing investor interest in environmental, social governance issues, as well as the stock market recovery. So global inflows into sustainable funds were up 72% in the second quarter of 2020. So that's to $71 billion. Uh, and total assets held in sustainable funds globally breached the 1 trillion mark for the first time. And if, if we break that down a little bit, 
uh, Europe continued to dominate in this space. So uh, Europe gathered 86% of the global total inflows, uh, while the United States took in 14.6%. And flows in the rest of the world were considerably lower, clocking in at 260 million for Canada, Australia and New Zealand combined, uh, while Asia reported outflows, actually. So still some catching up to do in those areas. In the week ahead, then, we'll be keeping an eye on these geopolitical stories. What else is coming up in the US specifically, Nathan? Yeah, so if we look at what we have this week, obviously we have companies reporting earnings uh, uh, continuing this week. We have 89% of companies having reported thus far. So there's a couple of weeks to go on that front. Uh, We have inflation data on Wednesday. There's no real surprises expected there. We've got retail sales on Friday. Uh, They are expected to be a little bit weaker because we're seeing kind of increase of lockdown measures and reversals of, um, you know, some of the easing we've had as a result of increased COVID cases. So that should impact retail sales negatively on Friday. We'll watch with interest. Thank you all very much. Thank you, Lorna. Thanks. Thank you, Lorna.